Paul barely acknowledged my presence when I stopped by the gallery to see a new installation. And now he's suddenly all friendly, complimentary, asking to see my latest work, leaving his Tony Newberry Street gallery to slum it in Soa in order to appreciate my paintings, as he said, in situ. I glance across the room at the two paintings sitting on easels. Woman leaving her bath... A nude climbing out of a tub and attended to by a clothed maid was painted by Edgar Degas in the late 19th century. This version was painted by Claire Roth in the early 21st. The other painting is only half finished. Camille Pissarro's The Vegetable Garden with Trees in Blossom, Spring, Pontoise, a la Roth. Reproductions.com pays me to paint them, then sells the paintings online as perfect replicas whose provenance only an art historian could discern. For ten times my price. These are my latest work. I turn back to my windows, pace, narrow my eyes, pace some more. They'll just have to do. I throw a worn Mexican blanket over the rumpled mattress in the corner, then gather the dirty dishes scattered around the studio and dump them in the sink. I consider washing them, decide not to. If Aiden Markell wants in situ... I'll give him inset too. But I do fill a bowl with cashews and pull out a bottle of white wine, never read at a studio visit, and a couple of glasses. I wander to the front of the studio and look out the row of windows onto Harrison Avenue. The same view as Loft. I spend a lot of time in this spot, pretending to work through my latest project, but mostly daydreaming, spying, procrastinating. It's four stories up, and each of the six windows in front of me stretches from two feet above the floor to two feet below the 15-foot ceiling. This building was once a factory. Handkerchiefs, some old-timer told me. But the old-timers aren't known for their veracity, so it could have been hats or suspenders or maybe not even a factory at all. Now it's a warren of artist studios. Some, as in my case, live in studios. Illegal, of course, but cheap. According to media hype, SOA, south of Washington, is the new trendy district in the south end of Boston's south end. The north was the new trendy area about ten years ago. But to me, and to anyone who spends any time here, it's barely on the cusp. Warehouses, projects, a famous homeless shelter, and abandoned basketball courts form the base of a neighborhood erratically pockmarked with expensive restaurants, art galleries, and pristine residential buildings protected by security. The roar of I-93 is so constant, it sounds like silence. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Below, Aiden Markell turns the corner from East Berkeley with his lanky, graceful stride. Even from half a block away, I can see he's wearing perfectly tailored pants, most likely linen, and what's probably a $500 shirt. It's 85 degrees on a late summer afternoon, and the guy looks as if he stepped out of his back bay condo on a cool September morning. He pulls out his cell, glances at my building and touches the screen. My phone rings. There's no elevator and no air conditioning in the hallways and stairwells. As we hit the fourth floor, Markel's breathing is steady and his clothes are bandbox. Clearly the man spends time in the gym. Not to mention that he hasn't stopped talking since I let him in the door. No one would guess we've barely spoken to each other in three years. I was around the corner from here just the other day. Markell says, continuing his running monologue of small talk. Dedham and Harrison looked at Pat Hersey's newest project. You know him, right? I shake my head, no. He's working with cobblestones, very ingenious. 
I pull open the wide steel door with two hands. Markel steps over the threshold, takes a deep breath, and closes his eyes. Nothing like the smell of an artist at work. He keeps his eyes closed, which isn't exactly what I want him to do. He's supposed to be here to look at my paintings, fall in love with them, and set me up with a one-woman show at Markel G. Right, like that's gonna happen. Although what is going to happen, or why he's here, is beyond me. How about a glass of wine? I ask. He finally opens his eyes and gives me a slow, warm smile. Will you be joining me? I can't help but smile back. He's not classically handsome. His features are too large for that. But there's something in the way he carries himself, the wide, deep-set eyes, the dimple in his chin, that tugs at me. Charisma, I guess. That and our shared history.